Hello and welcome back. As a youth, I remember watching the PBS special for, for Colored Girls. I enjoyed the stories. They were relatable, familiar, and real. The writer wasn't important to me at the time of watching the special. It was more so the message. So, when I was introduced to Entozaki Shange's writings at 19, it was then I discovered a writer consciously aware of what my journey as a woman of color in America might entail. I also understood why. It was No More Love Poems, number four. I found myself being articulated, an emotionalist cesspool of emotion. And it was in reading this poem, God revealed herself from the inside. And I have loved her fiercely without regard to the thinking of others because I've lost it. Touch with reality. I don't know who's doing it. I thought I was, but I was so stupid I was able to be hurt. And that's not real. Not anymore. I should be immune. If I'm still alive, and that's what I was discussing. How am I still alive in my dependency on other living beings for love? I survive on intimacy and tomorrow. That's all I've got going. And the music was like smack. And you knew about that and still refused my dance was not enough. And it was all I had but being alive and being a woman and being colored is a metaphysical dilemma I haven't conquered yet. Do you see the point my spirit is too anxious to understand the separation of soul and gender? My love is too delicate to have thrown back in my face. It was that poem, No More Love Poems, number four, changed my life early on quite actually. My learning was different from others when it came to relationships, especially a relationship with myself. I love me. And I have oftentimes loved me so much that I fear getting to know other people and even feared them getting to know me for the fact that when it comes to me and my life, I don't hold back. Either you like me or you don't. And in the past, people have chosen not to like me. And for years, I felt some kind of way about that. But this poem came into my life and taking the time to process what it means to me has made me the person. I am today and has also freed me from having the thought or notion to even do anything for someone else. I am selfish in that facet and in the past 10 years being selfish has saved my life. As a writer you look to others for inspiration. Last semester I found myself in a conundrum hoping that I could liberate myself through my learning but quickly realized that I was readily and easily confused all over again. I am currently studying black feminist thought perspectives through the eyes and workings of Angela Davis, Patricia Hill Collins, and Bell Hooks, hoping their parallels and similarities might help to explain my own language that I've developed. 
African epistemological concepts and principles as it relates to African diaspora and the philosophy of Ubuntu are also um, principles and concepts I am studying. Um, finally, grabbing poetic inspirations from contemporaries Morgan Parker and Sharia Harris. I've also started reading again Nikki Skye's Town Dance and Intozaki Shange's Nappy Edges. This is her 1979 poetic publication that speaks in high regard about the seeming physical appearance of black women in society and an explaining of what looks rough and wild externally is spiritually fluid and polished on the inside. All of the aforementioned women speak to a personal journey that I have taken and is currently taking and having the ability to display their work while also creating new phases of my own work kind of sort of brings my personal life and my educational life into perfect alignment. Now, back a month ago, we spoke about womanism here on this podcast, what it means to me and how oftentimes I do not personally identify with a feminist perspective theory. Now, the feedback I received for some of the feedback. Now, the feedback I received was some of the most entertainment and enlightenment thus far. Now, the first email comment I received was, are you sure you are not a feminist? Last out loud. And like feminists, can men be womanists also? Now, these are two um, comments and statements that came in pretty much frequently. It was a redundancy of comments. Um, now, I to the latter, I'm, I'm kind of still pondering. Um, I do think men can be womanists. And why wouldn't they? I know plenty of men who identify as feminist. But like I said, I am still pondering on that. So I'll get back to you. But to the first comment, yes, I have in the past identified as a feminist in thought and concepts. However, as I have become more aware of liberalism and being personally situated in the midst of allies, white women in particular, pretending to be feminists, however, their votes, um, the way that they vote and the way that they speak kind of sort of aligns with the regime that hinders my ability to acutely identify as a feminist. Um, now, I know what I said. It may seem semantical. However, voting for a woman just because she is a woman does not give ease to a woman like me. When the person you are voting for externally moves as if she is looking to benefit all women, however, her internal unconscious moves benefit, benefit white men, therefore will eventually benefit white women, which in the long run does not help nor benefit any person of color. So I want to say that Shange's writings were the first feminist perspective that I understood and embodied without knowing that I was identifying as a feminist. Speaking on sisterhood, friendship, and community with women, it was only later as I grew in learning, I found an understanding of community that would be need that I would need for success that is inclusive of men. And although even today, in 2018, most black men do not feel the need to be allies to black women. I know that my existence and my understanding of community cannot happen without men. 
Now, as I've already stated, I do not want to be a man, nor do I have an interest in being a man. I just simply want to have the same opportunities as men. And I want to be given the same collective base understanding that you would actually give a man. So just like the saying goes, boys will be boys. Can I have the same as girls will be girls? Whatever understanding that comes to mind when you say boys will be boys, please give me that same benefit in saying girls will be girls. Okay. So what does Shange's teachings offer to someone who has been born in skin that causes hate upon sight? Shange's writings taught me the ability to recognize my tribe just as Audre Lorde's writings have. The gift and ability to recognize your community is learning to love yourself without regard to another person's opinion. As a young woman who knew early on in life that I wanted to be a writer, and not only that, but a writer who told stories of my own and other black women, I knew it would be a task and a difficult task at that, but one that I was willing to undertake. Oftentimes as a writer, I have found that when people speak to me about my words that I have written, they aren't approaching me for the benefit of learning or understanding my perspective, but they are looking to share their opinion on how I should see things. This is insulting. It's insulting that you think because of how I look, I haven't experienced life. What I don't have privy to is an experience free of trauma, free of post-traumatic stress of being colored while walking, talking, driving, traveling, and living. So forgive me if I don't give a shit about your half-assed perspective that you are trying to offer me on behalf of my own writings. My lived experience is enough. Now, if you want to change something, change your perspective, and how you view the people around you. It says more about you trying to offer me a perspective on how I should see things than it does about me expressing my own lived experience. Because of this unsolicited and constant perspective and need to have a reasoning or a need to have an understanding and why me needing to make people understand why I do what I do or write what I write or say what I say. It has, it has given me pause and it's given other people pause as well. Like I have a community of writers that I function with and it has given them pause into writing and speaking their own thoughts. Um, but I'm not interested in that anymore. Um, I'm choosing to take room. You know, I was told when I was younger that your gifts make room for you. Now, all you need to do is continue to do in the work. So that's why I continue to write. That's why I continue to speak and perform. That's why I continue to continuously, intentionally create. For the benefit of knowing that my gifts will make room for me and that those that are supposed to be drawn to me will come. And I'll continue to do it without regard to someone else's opinion of how I should do it and what I should be doing. Now, when I saw the post of Intozaki Shange's passing, I cried. Happy tears, but tears nonetheless. Because 
One, I never met her. And two, I would not be able to personally thank her for offering words to my youth experience long before I had words to articulate. I am grateful for her offerings to this world and literary community. There is space for us to take and feel with our stories of life and experience, and I am grateful to Shangai for having witnessed her testimony through words. So at this time, I lift up this offering and hope that you'll share your testimony through words as I will continue to share mine. Her pen is a machete, slashing the isms into nests, the nothing into something, calling tribe to feet with sweet words filling wombs, catarized truth spoken by the oracle. She is alchemy, unseen. Her dreams are scripted for brown queens fiending for mirrors, broken by access. Best guess is umbrellaed into a cooperative, feminist versus womanist. She chose the former for her marketing. The latter she laid a foundation, hoping we'd decipher that for colored girls is the tribe and the coalition. The mission written for us, by us, a duty for the calling. Don't forget to write her into your sentences. Don't forget she held your neck while comma being cut at the knees. Don't forget to end paragraphs with semicolons, a continuation of statements. Don't forget you are alive because of her. She refused to acknowledge the lack of visible rep representation. She refused to acknowledge the lack of visible representation. She rewrote herself into a story written without her input. A brown girl declaring war on patriarchal teachings. We have degrees with no genres. We are hyphenated into renditions of our own teachings. We speak punctuations because the slash is the defining of our own. We found home on the page. Safe space to write visions and make them plain. We lay claim to the griot and not the writer we are both the creator and the creation the presence that beckons respect we are colored into spirits too ancient for understanding landing on pointed toes souls of brown girls have to speak with caution so her pen becomes the machete All right, that's this week's dedication to Intosaki Shange's life, her perspective on feminism, her perspective, her, her influence on me and my life and my writing. And um, finally, a spoken word piece and dedication to her poetry and her contribution. And that's just my offering. So if you've noticed, I've not given this um, offering a tagline. We are in transition because the title of the podcast that I was initially going with is actually taken. Someone has it. Someone has already claimed it. 
um, because I am a writer. I am a creative. I believe in intellectual property. I believe that whoever speaks it first, it belongs to that person. Although nothing new is up under the sun, what makes it yours is how you claim it and take it and you own it. And these young ladies have claimed the title of my um, my was my intended title of my podcast. And therefore it is theirs. They are embodying the title and um, I wish them nothing, nothing but a positive energy. So right now, my name is Shantika Latrice. As I stated, I am in transition and locating a title for this particular podcast I appreciate you for listening in anyway you know that's the great part I appreciate you listening in I wish you nothing but um, good health use this um, portal as we move forward in this new year for some the ending of the year for others use this time and use this time wisely use it to to manifest all the things that you desire I wish you nothing but peace and blessings. Be well.